1: What's with the deep sigh, as I said, silence?
2: I like being told silence. Damn it. Hi, everyone. Welcome to episode 217 of the All Dolphins Podcast.
1: You put baby in the corner, can you? That's
2: right. Nobody puts baby in the corner. What,
1: what, where is that from, by the way?
2: Movie Dirty Dancing.
1: Oh, okay. Well, I, I saw the movie. I remember it. I actually, fourth grade skit, why a teacher created a dirty dancing skit for a, a fourth grade play. Um, I was actually had to dirty dance with a girl. Um, this like the, the, yeah, it was real weird. And I, I don't even think it was appropriate for elementary school.
2: Did you have the time of your life?
1: No, I didn't. In fact, that, I hated it. It's hate a practice. song.
2: It's a song. Joke. I, I, I know,
1: but I hated practice because I, it, I had to touch a girl and dance with her. And I was like, I was like, how, and how, like, how is this appropriate for elementary school?
2: Um, I don't think I ever saw the movie beginning to end. I'm obviously very, very familiar with it. Nobody puts baby in the corner. The scene where it holds her up, uh, up where we belong, and all that. I don't even, list. I've
1: seen the movie, but I don't know the baby in the corner. I don't know that.
2: Oh, it's a very famous line. Nobody puts baby in the corner.
1: Yeah. I, um, I don't know what it's from, like what the scene means. Neither do you, because you never no, saw it. Neither
2: do movie. I. Neither do I. And it wasn't like, I don't know, Patrick Swayze and Jennifer Gray wasn't really my cup of tea but that particular movie so anyway let's talk some football we are on episode 217 yesterday we had our when dolphin podcasts unite therefore we never discussed 2016 which was a very very cool year first year of adam Gase. the dolphins want to talk about finding a way to win games at the end like oh my lord the entire season started off one and four Beat the Pittsburgh Steelers in October with the first of three 200-yard rushing performances by Jay Ajayi. Wound up going do, on a run. Do you
1: remember how that season started?
2: Uh, well, Yeah, it was Jay Ajayi st- being left behind when they played at Seattle because he was getting pissy that Arian Foster had beat him out on the depth chart.
1: And we also had the kneeling. That was the beginning yes. of the kneeling. Yes, it that lasted years for the Miami Dolphins and only the Miami Dolphins as an organization. Okay. Um, and I remember being in that locker room after that loss. Yeah, they yes,
2: lost the open at Seattle, twelve ten.
1: Yeah, and the whole story was about kneeling and why they kneeled, and and I remember specifically talking to the players who chose to kneel, and everybody but Arian Foster really couldn't explain why they chose to kneel. At that time.
2: You're you gonna tell me Kenny Stills wouldn't have known.
1: No, he knew he just really couldn't articulate it well. Okay. And and on top of that, uh, I remember that season because Aaron Foster basically decided to quit football during the oh, season. Oh, but he did. Yes. And I remember we had him on I Am Athlete, the radio show I used to do at Sirius. And I had to ask him about that. And mm-hmm it became a viral moment on on social media because he basically confessed he woke up one day and he was just like, I don't want to do this anymore. And in fact, he had told Gase this. And Gase convinced him not to quit at that moment. And the more he stayed with it and the more he tried to push through it, the more he began to resent football. And Arian, as you know, was a very unique, interesting non-don't-put-him-in-a-box kind of football player. And I like and respect those guys because they have more to them, more context to them than just football. So when he was ready to walk away, he did.
2: And in fact, I wrote a story for AllDolphins.com at the time based off of that any of you guys did where he talked about like the clinching moment for him is he's standing on the sidelines in the middle of a game thinking about the book he started reading. At home and wanting to get back to that book and I, I think at that moment you've pretty much checked out aaron foster by the way of course you know was part of the movie draft day correct
1: yes 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 excellent movie we we both ray, highly recommend it
2: ray jennings he was ray jennings in, in draft day for those who have seen it um Anyway, Dolphins wound up – It was this was also the season. This was a very cool assignment for those of us who got the chance to do it. I got the chance to do it. I was working for the Dolphins website at the time. They had the trip to Southern California where they played at San Diego, followed by at Los Angeles.
1: Yeah, that was an amazing – that was, that was, amazing that that was an amazing trip. That was an amazing trip and amazing season.
2: Yeah. Um, and they won those two games on their way to making the playoffs, which they clinched. With Matt Moore at quarterback after Ryan Tannehill got injured late in the season, they got waxed in the playoffs by the Steelers, but that's a different story. Now come 2017, which Uh,
1: corresponds. we you, I think you glossed over the fact that Matt Moore, not Ryan Tannehill led them to the playoffs. I just said that. I know you said it, but you didn't give it the respect it was due.
2: Okay. Well, Tannehill got hurt against the Cardinals in early December. Matt Moore quarterbacked them to a win against the jets on that saturday night Matt or your quarterback
1: who you wanted to play over ryan Tannehill since 2012.
2: I, trust me and then they won at buffalo in like an absolutely awesome game this was a game where andrew franks kicked the game tying field goal 55 yards in tough weather conditions with no timeouts rushing onto the field what i would argue is maybe the most clutch field goal in team history if not it's up there um so anyway we move on to 2017 which corresponds I believe to- 2016
1: was the season after, I'm trying to get my, the wide receiver coup. The wide receiver coup took place with Joe Philbin, where they wanted they wanted him to be replaced, Ryan Tannehill to be replaced by Matt Moore. And then they banished the all the wide receivers, except for, I think, Jarvis Landry. I can't remember if Jarvis Landry was part of the coup or not. I think he was. But anyway, carry on.
2: No, I, I yeah, I, I don't know. I don't remember. Yeah, that. The
1: coup happened in the last year of Matt Moore, uh, Brandon Gibson, where you know Brandon Gibson had a represent was a representative for, yeah, for Mike, Wallace. Mike Wallace, yeah, for yeah. Mike Wallace talking, yeah, and and Hartline uh, was in that coup too. Well,
2: so, 2017 yeah. was the year of Jay Cutler because in training oh, yeah. camp, Brian Tannehill, who had decided against getting surgery for his knee injury the previous December like on one of the very first practices, I remember very, very vividly, I'm watching, this was at, um, in Davy, and he, Tannehill, they're, they're, they're running 11 on 11s, he's scrambling towards the right sideline between the two fields, and he takes a bad step, and you see his leg kind of just give way, and I'm like, I had my binoculars on him, and it was like, Roro, this is not good.
1: Um, and instead of going with Matt Moore, which everybody would have been fine with inside the organization. Adam Gase at the time opts to pay Jay Cutler, what was it, $13 million that season? It was, it was 10, but it, it might have been 10. It was some obscene amount to come out of retirement, to come out of a TB booth, to quarterback his offense, primarily because he knows the offense. And to quote Adam Gase, I don't remember if this was a private or on-the-record conversation. And I don't care at this point. It's
2: it's truly it's it's on the record now.
1: Yeah, he basically said Matt won't do what I coach him to do. Matt will only play. Sure, that was off
2: the record. I don't recall ever that being part of the public record. But
1: okay, well, tough titty said the kitty. I
2: love that expression. Holy moly!
1: Yeah, and I and. That was when I learned that some coaches basically want to feel like they're playing the game of Madden. And when they play the A button or the B button or the C button, that's where they want the ball to be thrown. Where Wherever they decided what play they're going to play, they want it to be thrown. They don't want a quarterback to change their plays or improvise or get creative or buy time in the pocket No, they just want them to do exactly what they're told to do. And that was the moment when I realized I don't like those types of coaches.
2: Yeah. And 2017 didn't work out well. Dolphins wound up, what were they, seven and nine? Six and
1: ten. Six and 10. Whoa. Wow. You're wrong on a record? Holy smokes. It's a first. I I can do hearts. I will do hearts. (laughs) <laughs> you me this yes there he goes oh wow um, you forgot a fact of a season holy smoke remember i
2: remember those those six and ten and seven and nine seasons kind of
1: <laughs> they blend in together they
2: kind of blend yeah um anyway yeah, it wasn't a good season jay cutler was one and done
1: um he basically quit on them during the season oh he got his, he got his ribs broke let's not let's be respectful you did. he got his ribs broke and after he got his ribs broke and continued to play, he basically played hot potato with the football. And just, if you were getting close to touching him, he was throwing it.
2: And the worst part of that season may be, and yes, we understand that every team makes draft mistakes, but that was the year that TJ Watt wound up being drafted, I believe it was 30th in the first round of the NFL draft, where the Dolphins took Charles Harris. Yeah. Charles Harris, who has gone on to have a decent career with the Lions, had a good year. No, had a good year last year, took a dip this year, where it was a healthy scratch for, for a few Good years.
1: year, 2022, took a dip this year. Do
2: you know, you know what I just said? No. Is there a neck on here. Is there a neck on here? Okay. <laughs> anyway, let's bring it back. So that was 2017 as we conclude our little history lesson and move on to the news of the day. And there's not a whole lot happening these days. Um, a whole bunch it's of people Super Bowl, They can't Bowl. be a whole
1: lot happening. The NFL wants you to focus solely on the big game. This is Super Bowl week. This is Super Bowl row time, where all the vets and Hall of Famers are doing the stroll for money. Um, they get paid quite handsomely to be out there representing Isotona or whatever Dan Marino is is out there representing. Or tour, um,
2: tour last year. What was it? What was it tour pitching last year? I don't know. Uh, you tell me. Subway, I think. I think he was pitching Subway last year, I believe.
1: Oh, Subway? Okay. But he's uh, not at Subway commercial level, so that that's interesting. Um,
2: yeah, no, he was doing a promotion, and this year he's doing a salute, a veteran type of deal because he partnered with – oh, I'm going to mess up the name. I wrote a story about it for alldolphins.com where he's sending to has partnered with that organization, USA, I believe it's, it's called – where they're sending a veteran and his brother, or his veteran who won a Purple Heart, to the Super Bowl, and he's going to meet him on Saturday before uh, handing him tickets to the game at Allegiant cool. Stadium. Cool. I'm sure he would much prefer being in the game. And uh, that leads us to the topic of today's conversation.
1: Which Basically, is Dan Marino's so- endorsement that to a yes, three yeses, can emphatically take the Miami Dolphins to the Super Bowl. Pointed out that this was said oh. to Mad Dog Sports Radio, I believe it's Adam. Sh- I I can't say Adam Shine. Shine, yes, and um McAfee. What you say? He said on McAfee something along those lines. Oh no, no, he, he didn't say it on McAfee.
2: He said something else on McAfee about about having strong belief in the Dolphins. And this is where before Omar continues. This is why I'm going to be the old car margin and point out that Dan Marino. Is if you look at the Dolphin directory, is employed by the Dolphins as a special advisor to CEO Tom Garfinkel. So
1: wow, you just want to poo-poo all over Dan Marino's endorsement of his quarterback. Okay, that's fair. Um I want to
2: point out that what in the hell else is he gonna say?
1: Nah, he can't do it. <laughs> Time to get a new one.
2: <laughs> exactly I had my hopes up, but the kid now, nah, no. Nah just can't yeah. get
1: over the I no longer believe all right um no he he basically said I I you know he pointed out that Tua had a very good statistical season one of the best in his career obviously Tua played 17 games for the first time in his career leader in a number of passing statistics um
2: passing a what passing
1: statistics sorry um and then he said and i quote And in your face, Poupard, you just got to build on it. Not making excuses. Here it comes. But at the end of the year, we were in some tough situations on the road, and we had a lot of injuries, and that played into it. These are all facts that certain people from Montreal who are Canadian choose to consistently ignore. Um, does it excuse how poorly they played at the end of the season? No. Um, That's
2: all I said all along. That's what I have said all along. Yeah,
1: but you, anytime I say injuries, you start to.
2: Because let's not use it as a crutch. And it was our good friend, Big E, who mentioned like players playing injured. And that's, again, you're playing, you're playing. Sorry.
1: Even if you shouldn't have been playing.
2: Who was it? Alex Anzalone. Did you see his letter, the Detroit Lions linebacker? No. He wrote, a, No, he wrote something in the Players' Tribune where he, taught, he was very all-encompassing, talking about several things. And basically the whole gist was that he was backing Dan Campbell's gutsy fourth down decisions in the NFC Championship game. And then he basically made the point of like, we're all out there struggling. Everybody's got something wrong with them. Everybody is fighting through something. And I read that and I'm going... Yes. yes thank you that's the entire league it's not just the dolphins if you're playing you're expected to perform at a, cert, to a certain level
1: okay and i ask you i don't want to be labor on this
2: oh, but we but you're going to anyway aren't you
1: i asked you this question and i want your honest answer in the final month of the season was tyreek hill tyreek hill no okay that's all
2: I, that's pretty clear
1: and and he was the healthiest
2: so. perhaps anyway <laughs> let's get to your let's get to your column
1: um which which one which you, can, oh, which
2: you can find which you can find
1: on all dolphins.com oh. right there um, I wrote a column in the all dolphins.com which you see you can find right there no subscription no paywall um that basically said and compared the Miami dolphins to the San Francisco 49ers because clearly um I believe, and I stand by this, that that is the organization, not the Rams, but the 49ers are the organization that Miami closest resembles to in the entire NFL in terms of the offense, in terms of the attack. I could look at some 49ers offensive plays and see the Miami Dolphins plays. Those are their plays. Um, Which makes sense considering Mike McDaniel came from Prisco. Exactly. Their utilization of players, their approach. Now, yes, the personnel impacts a lot of the decision-making, a lot of the personnel, a lot of how the teams execute things. Um, certainly the, the the 49ers had a better offensive line, but I can even look at the quarterbacks. And I'm sorry, they're very similar in terms of their style, their approach, how they play. Maybe you give Brock a little bit more athleticism, but I don't think Tua's game is to scramble out the pocket and, and create and improvise. That's just not where he was last year, I don't think it's, I'm not going to say it's not what he can do throughout his career. But statistically, they're the only two quarterbacks in the last two years that produced over 100 passer ratings. And their statistics are on par with one another for the last two years. So now, what I can say is, maybe there's a little bit of a difference on defense, in terms of how they play, how they're built, the execution, the toughness, and I, I, you know, but let's not disrespect Big Fan defense and act like they weren't a top 10 unit or that they weren't a top five unit for a good portion of the second half of the season because they were. Um, when Jalen Ramsey got back into the lineup, they were trending upwards and were one of the best defenses in the NFL until injuries started to set in. Now, were the 49ers impacted by injuries? Yes. Um, were they as decimated by injuries as the Miami Dolphins? No. But they're also playing in a weaker conference. And in my opinion, if they, and I said this in the column, if they can manage to beat the Kansas City Chiefs like they were on the verge of doing five years ago um, in the Super Bowl, I think that what the Dolphins are building and will continue to build, whether we like it or not, is... gives you the hope and the belief that, hey, maybe they can get to the Super Bowl because they can dethrone and take down the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, it's a stretch because clearly the Dolphins have a lot of work to do to rebuild the roster, and that's what it's going to have to be. It's going to have to be rebuilt. Just look at what you have defensively in-house, which is nothing, uh, relatively covers a bear. You have to rebuild that. But if they do, and they continue to double down and get another credit card, and ask Big Daddy to to pay down the deposit on the credit card, and and then do it do it big again in the off season, I fully do expect that they will do it big in the off season, just because that is how Steve Ross operates. That's how he works, and he's given Chris Gray a green light to do so. I think that they can win a Super Bowl if they everybody can stay healthy. And your re- your response to that column is
2: uh, two problems too- with it. Two <laughs> problems with it is that number one is San Francisco has gotten to the point, and, and, I, and I buy the idea of how similar they are from a philosophical standpoint in terms of what they do offensively, defensively. In terms of roster building, is the 49ers have gotten a crap load of picks, and they've taken advantage of the rule that gives teams compensatory picks for losing minorities to, to other positions. I mean, they've gotten – I mean, it's like every year they get one or two third-round picks. That helps. They've also hit the hell out of some picks.
1: Yeah, uh, they draft well.
2: I mean, holy moly! And they were—they've been able to build a foundation because of that, where it's not just the first-round guys like the like the Nick Bosa, who's kind of a duh. Um, so that's one issue. And then Dolphins have not had that hit rate. It's just that's just a flat-out fact. And they also haven't had. Well, they Darby. also missed.
1: They got they got Kurt the defensive lineman who was a miss the first round pick that was a miss
2: well and they also whiffed badly on that on that trade with trey lance and the pickup trail so no nobody's perfect
1: but they also don't let it stop them because look what they did uh, a hard raves they went out and got hard raves in free agency they were aggressive in free agency as well um
2: right but they also don't come they have not gone well no they, they have gone big game hunting like the dolphins have with trent williams christian mccaffrey um
1: Trades. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
2: So that, that's but they've they've just done better at the at the draft. I think that's one problem in, in the talent level right now. Keeping the quarterback out of the equation, the talent level right now is a lot better in San Francisco than it is in Miami.
0: Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the Fileo fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it every time.
1: And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price.
0: Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.
2: The other problem they have in you, this is a great point you brought in here, is look at the conference they play in. More specifically, look at the quarterbacks you have to overcome to get to the Super Bowl. With all due respect to Jared Goff, Jalen Hurts, I'm trying, who's the other Final Four quarterback? Jordan Love, who had a great first year, but he's still relatively young in his career. Uh, Outside of that, Jalen Hurts took a step back this year. Dak Prescott's got a reputation of not coming up big at clutch moments. Who are the stud quarterbacks? And then you look at the AFC, and it's one after another.
1: Yes. And I, I, I love that you bring up that point because, you know, Everybody's going to look at it as an excuse. You look at it as an excuse, too. But I'm sorry. The caliber of quarterbacks that you lost to in those final three games, those were the studs of the NFL. Yep. A- a- and they played like studs in those games. Um, I-, I-, I would even say Patrick Mahomes because it was hard. When you watch, and I say this, and I've said this to you.
2: He played like a nerd
1: when, when you watch the All-22 of that Kansas City Chiefs game, you couldn't even throw in one direction of the field. You couldn't throw or kick in one direction of the field. And somehow the Chiefs, who obviously practice in it and are more accustomed to it, they made it look like it wasn't that big of an issue. And it really was an issue in the fourth quarter of the game, where obviously the Dolphins have to hurry up and pass. And 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 everybody's wondering like, oh, why isn't why are they throwing laterally? Why isn't Tua throwing downfield? Yeah, he's not throwing downfield because you can't throw him on that side of the field. You can't throw or kick in that direction. I'm sorry. That uh, yeah, no. It sorry. was. It was that direction. Left that- to right on our TV screen. Left to right, exactly. It was left to right, and yeah. if you you could not tell because I didn't tell watching the game, and then when I went to the coach's film, oh, you could tell the ball died in the air. If the ball got like 15 feet over the over over, over over the ground. And you saw it clearly on kicks. Like the ball just died. Okay. Um, but that's everybody will look at it as an excuse. But I think Mahomes, even when you look at the plays that he made going in those directions, hella clutch plays. Mm-hmm. Lot, you know, couple of scrambles, couple of really putting his arm into it, which not every quarterback can do. And um
2: the other thing about Mahomes, too, is watch his play. Look at his playoff stats. The dude doesn't throw picks in the playoffs. I mean, it's very, very, very – I think I've seen him get, like, very, very few. I don't remember the number. I don't want to throw out a number, but it's ridiculous you know, how few picks he throws.
1: So the question that we pose, and, and, you know, I wrote the column. I do believe in it. Yeah, are they far talent-wise from the 49ers? Yes, they are. And the Dolphins have to do way better drafting to and and i've been very critical of chris career from draft standpoint nah, not fan um they'd have to do way better drafting and way better in free agent talent requirement to make it work and i i don't see any reason why they can't obviously now it's going to be difficult because you're where you're where you, the way your money is set up you're gonna to have to do a whole lot of one-year rentals um but talent wise they're not that far and to me an easy solution, an easy fix, requires three things. Um, the first, I'll say, is the rebuilding of the interior of the offensive line. Now, I don't know how that's going to get done, but I am of the opinion that it's not going to be by signing Robert Hunt and Connor Williams. I think those are going to be two players. I would pin, I would, I would put them in the ten million dollar year range, and you can't have an entire offensive line of ten million plus players. So I think you're going to have to draft offensive linemen early and replace some of those players with younger, cheaper players with more upside. No, you disagree?
2: I, I'm not in not in th- not in theory, but then I, I can just envision we're going to be back at this point next year, going well, they they were a little bit too young on the offensive line. So give okay. it a couple, give, give it them more. Uh, the unless year you
1: draft year. like the 49ers. Then, then, then you don't have to worry about that. Um, You're picking 21, and then at something. You should be able to get a good offensive lineman at 21. I'm sorry, you should be able to. You okay. should be able to pick your number one center or the top guard. He
2: comes in, he comes in, and it is a good player right away. Because I think the dude in Baltimore, actually, I, I could be wrong. I double double check with my Ravens friend. I believe he wasn't necessarily great his first year, and then year two, year three, he got really good. Uh,
1: Linderbom. Yeah. I'm not saying that it's going to be an immediate success, but I think that that's a starting point. Then my second my second thought process in terms of how to make the Miami Dolphins Super Bowl contenders, and I've said this before, going back to last year when I wrote stories about this, Derrick Henry would be the perfect complement and balance to what the Miami Dolphins do offensively. Certain people who are from Canada who wear Montreal Expos hat all the time would call it finesse. I personally do not call it finesse, but if you add a little bit of thunder to the lightning, that is Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle with Derrick Henry in the backfield, teams are going to have to make some tough decisions. And I'm not saying that this is a situation where you're going to have Derrick Henry and he's going to be a stud for you for the next three years. Then Derrick Henry's mileage is relatively high. He is a, he is in the 2000 carry club and there is a steep and drastic drop off when backs have two thousand carries. It's like an old tire, or they look at running backs as old tires. But the one thing I will say about Derrick Henry is he still has a speed. In his final game, he produced—I believe it was a twenty-two mile per hour time um, uh, 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 speed in in the final game against Jacksonville, which shows you he still got the afterburners. If he—if at the end of the season in game seventeen. He's running 22 miles per hour. I'm not even sure Tyreek Hill was running 22 miles per hour at the end of the season. Uh, And then it's going to be tough for you to keep your safeties back, cover deep, and then Derrick Henry's Henry's facing a light box. I'm sorry. That's a great strategy to build offensive success. And this is not a slight on Raheem Mostert, who I will say outperformed Derrick Henry this season it is just a it's like i have a taste for italian and i never would because i don't like italian if i have a taste for italian or what 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 yeah i said it i said it i don't like italian That's awesome too many cheeses too much cream eh. <sighs> dairy eh.
2: marinara sauce dude i'm sorry go ahead
1: okay if I have and, and pasta stays in you forever, man. It's it's hard. I know I'm,
2: I'm off pasta, but it's yeah, it's hard. When I'm trying try to, try.
1: to keep it sexy and slim. It's kind of, you can't eat pasta. Um, I'm trying to keep it sexy and slim. You're absolutely right.
2: How am I doing? Yeah, y'all, y'all can comment. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: no, um, please, please don't actually. It it it's it's like, Raheem is Chinese food. When you need pasta, when you need, yes, yes.
2: Can I inject? Are you cutting Raheem or are you going to have, you're going to have Mostert, HN, and, and Derrick Henry?
1: I'm cutting Jeff Wilson and I'm keeping Raheem. you getting
2: cut anyway, but.
1: I mean, yeah. I, 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 don't, I, don't, I don't, I'm not going to disrespect Raheem because I think Raheem is a very talented player. And as I said, he outperformed Derrick Henry last season. But it's, it's kind of apples and oranges, though, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. But it's the and, and I say this is
2: somebody who loves Raheem, but I mean he's playing on the number one offense in the league against a, an offense that had injuries up the Wazoo, bad offensive line, and went through two quarterbacks, one of whom was Ryan Tannehill.
1: It it it's it's just a style. I need a hammer. This team needs a hammer. Raheem is not a hammer. He's like a socket wrench. This team needs a hammer.
2: Okay, but this this brings me to my point. I, and I don't disagree with you in principle. But what makes us believe that Derek? And I've said this before. What makes us believe that Derek Henry's going to want to come play for Miami, where he's going to get how many carries? Are you giving him a game?
1: Fifteen. Eight, touches. Nine, how much? Fifteen touches.
2: And how and many for eight, And how many for Mostert? I mean. At some point it's gonna and be H.
1: don't forget about a chan.
2: I know that's why I mentioned him.
1: I I, he- I I listen, you're right, it's about roles and fits, but and maybe they can address that in the draft. But I'm a personal opinion. I'm sorry, you want to be a super bowl contender? You know who made the Tennessee Titans a Super Bowl contender? It wasn't Ryan Tannehill. Well duh. Yeah, so. But but the difference is their offense was built entirely around
2: Derrick Henry and all the problems that he caused. The Dolphin offense is not going to be built around Derrick Henry.
1: What if it is? What if it can be?
2: Really? So really? So when the, the, an offense that's built on the speed and Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle all
1: of a sudden is going to transform like like that? Oh, throughout okay. the course of Mike McDaniel's history, his he's a run game centric coach.
2: Then trade, okay. tra- take trade Tyreek. If you're going to do that, then what's the point? No, thank you. I'm sorry. No, but no. what's the point?
1: the The point is, it doesn't adding a different style doesn't negate the fact that you still have Tyreek and you still have the fifth. I didn't say I was going to give Tyreek less targets. I didn't say I was going to give Tyreek less touches. How many? I didn't play, say I was how pass many offensive ball plays any less? do you
2: think they have? What you they say? It's not like they have 87
1: offensive plays every week. If I give a back 15 touches and I give Tyreek 12 targets a game, that's only 27 plays.
2: Okay. Then you have Waddle's got to get more than he got last year. Let's say six and, at least. Yeah. Or want as far as 10. Yeah. Okay. So now we're up to how many?
1: You act like they throw the ball to the tight ends or the slot receivers or they don't do that.
2: No. But then again, then you have Mostert. Then you have HN. I just, I just don't know how that works. I'm not
1: worried about, listen, if, If the game calls for me to have a little, I still play HM because he's still a speedy little scat back that I can put in motion and do all kinds of gadget plays. And I could do the same thing with Raheem. Like I'm also not of the opinion that Raheem, who is 31, when's the last time he's finished with a healthy season? Well, are you certain he'd be healthy, healthy in 2024?
2: Again, if you're Derek Henry, I'm not signing with the Dolphins just because I think Raheem Mostert's not going to last. I it, t-
1: to me, there's got to be a- because it. you want the money. Who gives you the money, Boss Ross does.
2: Derek Henry, I think I think is one of, is going to want to go first. And by the way, the way the people, the new head coach in, in Tennessee was talking, Brian Callahan. Yeah, he kind of made it sound like he wouldn't mind. And by the way, who's their who's their new offensive line coach? his father, Bill Callahan, who, when it comes to O-line coaches, uh, if he's not number one, he is in the conversation. And if you don't you know think that's
1: number one, you know, who's number one.
2: Yeah. Bill Callahan. You're going to no. go, you're going to go Chris Forster.
1: Hell yeah. Mm. Hell yeah. Body of work, baby. Yeah. Look at, we look, dude, creator of the unicorns.
2: Bill Callahan, Bill Callahan, body of work. You. By the way, your unicorns who had four first round picks. Come on. Um, He's still what great. I'm telling you is, what I'm telling you is now I believe had had the Titans remain maybe with the previous structure and the previous regime, Derrick Henry was gone. I'm not so sure he's gone because with Bill Callahan, that offensive line is going to be good, and it's not going to take very long. And and you watch.
1: We we shall see. I Yeah. I, so what was your third one? Because you, you this week addressed the fact with Cam Wake, Cam Wolf. Sorry, not Cam Wake, Cam Wolf about his future in Tennessee at the pro bowl and about the, uh, about the coach showing him respect. And he didn't close the door, but he certainly didn't sound interested. Uh, the man said his goodbyes at the end of the year. So.
2: Because, well, he didn't know there was going to be a coaching change change. Anyway, you said there were three things. So your number one was rebuild the interior of the offensive line. Number two, bring in Derek, Derek Henry. What's number three?
1: Um, You obviously are going to move on or plan to move on from Xavier Howard. Some things might complicate that, um, primarily his injury. However, um, you can't just have willy-nilly Joe Schmoe out there at cornerback. I'm going and I'm signing a Darius Slay or Stephon Gilmore.
2: Cam Smith, baby.
1: Again, I'm going out there and I'm signing a Darius Slay, a Stephon Gilmore. I need a veteran presence out there to – counteract what you have on the opposite side and hopefully Anthony Weaver smart enough to let Jalen Ramsey shadow. Just a request.
2: Yeah. Just for the, just for the record, my buddy Ed who was on with us when we did behind enemy lines, I I speak to him on a regular basis and he was telling me the play of the cornerbacks, both Brad, James Bradbury and Darius Slay in 2023 was. Yeah. No. Great. So, um, yeah, I don't know. It's
1: I, I, I didn't say you're going to get a top tier, top flight cornerback. You no, know, and,
2: and I and I He's hear where
1: you're, job.
2: I hear where you're coming from. I like my whole take is is, and like I don't want to be Debbie Downer or like the old curmudgeon and all that. I and I wrote an analysis piece on all mm-hmm. I like where the dolphins were sitting a hell of a lot more at the end of last season than I do now. Because of the cap situations, because of the injuries that they have on defense where Bradley Chubb, Jalen Phillips are going to miss the start of the season. When they do come back, how long does it take them to get back to where they were? Mm-hmm. And that's assuming there's no setback. Um, how do you replace Xavier and Howard? Do I think we all pretty much figure as good as gone? I, I just, And then you have all, all the issues with the interior offensive lineman.
1: Um, don't forget your wide receiver issues because you really don't have any but anything behind the top two unless you believe in, in Eric Uzukama. Except, no, but I do. Except, you do. Did you just say you do? No, I,
2: I, I like, I like his prospect. He's one guy I think I, I like. They put it in
1: words, say it, say it. say it in a full sentence. Say I in am
2: intrigued word. by what Eric Uzukama could bring to the offense. There's my full sentence. Um, but correct me if I'm wrong. You have kind of poo pooed on this re- wide receiver core post Hill Waddle the whole year. So who cares if you replace all the other five? Uh, mm-hmm. With all do- and I say that with all due respect. But none of them are indispensable, and you can you can go find relatively cheap options or yeah options on the free agent market. Um,
1: yeah, not a very good free agent class, by the way. Um, the Chase- wide receiver. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's trash. Uh, I looked at it the other day. It's trash. Like Chase Claypool's got a market, if you can believe
2: uh, that. I mean, the two, there are three guys who stand out to me, as I, as I remember correctly. It's Mike Evans and the two guys from Cincinnati, Tyler Boyd and T. Higgins.
1: And Uh there's a there's a couple more. um, There, Kevin Ridley's out there, but it's uh, when I'm looking at the free agent class, I'm not talking about the guys you're going to pay ridiculous money because clearly you already have ridiculous money committed to your wide receivers. And then Jalen Waddle is going to be like, "Where's my money?" Um, In a year, so you can't do that.
2: No, the running back to spot. I don't know if you looked. The running backs is like big name after big name. Holy crap. Josh Jacobs. Say yeah, Mark, you could do anything. Saquon Barkley.
1: You could do Josh Jacobs. You and, But Derrick Henry is who I want. Sorry. I think I he's going
2: to be. I, I just I, – I don't find it very realistic, but I
1: it's – He's going to be if, cheaper. He's going to be cheaper than the rest. If
2: he's going to be cheaper, and if he's willing to accept a role where he's not the feature guy in the offense, not build around him, because I'm sorry, you cannot just explode the offense that you – basically created over the past two seasons and go in a different route. Because if you, like I said, if you're going to do that, then you build like a maniac hey.
1: bulldog offensive line and you trade your speedy wide receivers. Coaches, coach coaches adapt based on their personnel. Mike McDaniel has said that his entire career. He does not run a specific offense. He runs an offense based on talent that he has on his roster. So
2: we shall see and see to me, the easiest way for the dolphins to duplicate the 49ers success in getting to the Super Bowl or winning the Super Bowl if they do win Sunday, that's cute. Petition the NFL to move to the, the
1: NFC. Oh, I thought you were about to say something about the quarterback. Now was gonna make you vanish. boof Be gone.
2: <laughs> that's that's all like that. That's funny. Um well it goes without saying that obviously if, if two was gonna need to raise his level yes. to match the, the the Lamar Jackson's or Josh Allen uh
1: Patrick Mahomes.
2: Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow, and all those guys.
1: That's, That's... no question. No question. And...
2: Unless, again, if everything around him is going to be great, then maybe you don't need that kind of completely stud performance because, let's be honest, the Chiefs are not there strictly because of Mahomes. Their defense has been one of the best in the NFL. It was statistically second to Baltimore. I'd say in the playoffs it was, it's was it been just as good as Baltimore's. And, and their run
1: game is, is very respectable. Isaiah, Pichu. the run
2: game is very efficient, is what to me there's a word I would use when it needs to be there. They, there, I mean, they need they need a like a game clinching fourth, like first down run pick to be picked up. More often than not, they get it. So,
1: and, and they also have um, a Hall of Fame coach and a Hall of Fame tight end. So, those things help, you know, just a little bit.
2: Yeah, you uh, uh, can forget about the tight end because that's clearly not a major priority.
1: No, it's not, not at all. Um, well, that addresses what our thoughts are on terms of the big game and and how the dolphins need to get there. Um, we will be back tomorrow and then Friday. I do believe we plan to do a live episode. What live,
2: and then we'll make our final hold it against us Super Bowl predictions and then chat with our chat with the folks out there.
1: Yes so right now if you want to find our work you can just type in alldolphins.com you can find it it's for free there is no paywall and we love you can we we, look at that look at that great
2: timing you said we love i know we
1: love your continued support um this is a dry season it's it's rough out here on these on these internet streets, but, and so we continue to love and appreciate all of those who watch every day who click on the stories because ultimately that's how we support ourselves. So thank you again. And we will see you tomorrow.
0: Mike Rowe here with a few thoughts on my favorite sweatshirt, a classic zip up hoodie that used to be Navy blue, but has since faded to what the fashionistas call a distressed indigo. It's 13 years old Because when you buy American Giant, you not only get great quality, you create jobs for people in factory towns all over the country. No pressure, but if you give a damn about the business of making things in America, you got to support the companies who are doing it right. Go to American-Giant.com to get 20% off your first order. That's American-Giant.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich.